I invented yeah. a straw, a type of straw the other day. Keep your straw thing to yourself. <clears throat> My family are functioning alcoholics almost across the board. See that chair? It used to be gun. If it turned out koalas were good for erections, we'd be dragging them out of the trees. So much frothing. So much frothing. I didn't even get stomped in the dick. That's my junk. Yeah, put it away. What Minecraft? <laughs> All of a sudden, oh fuck, we're in Melbourne. <laughs> I forgot to listen to a podcast. <laughs> and I've shat myself. <laughs> uh, well, I guess welcome back to One Off The Wood. Here we are. <laughs> what do you got off the wood tonight then, Andy? <laughs> oh, it's pretty pretty disastrous. I've, I haven't had a drink in a week. Um, so I, I just had to look in, in the cupboard and all I've got is this eight year fine tawny, which I got from, Ooh. it was like a hand me down. So Mel's mum's, so my wife's mum's partner. So my stepdad in law, his mum died and they, she had all this booze and they just gave me all the booze. So like some score, um, his mum was old. It was sad, but got some weird booze out of it. Yeah, an eight-year tawny, which I'm pretty sure um, she's opened it at some point because it, it wasn't like fresh, <laughs> so it's been corked. I think port port uh, you know stays around a little bit, especially something oh. of that sort of value. It's so sweet That's that good. I don't think anything bad could happen to it. Well, I had another bottle of it that we took up the mountains, and um, yeah, it was good. Like Dave Dave Grimes got into it, so it's, yeah, it's pretty rank. I don't really like port to be honest, but it's all I had. Nah, fair enough. I've just got a couple of beers that the Tin Monster left in the fridge. Chris, John Boston, crisp lagers. He didn't like them. He saw lager. He thought he'd get them. He didn't like them. Now they're left in the fridge because it's very rare that the Tin Monster leaves tins in the fridge. He's just not a not that kind of guy. Drink the place dry kind of fella. Now, that they're all right. That when I see that, it makes me think that it's yeah. I knew it. That is not. Uh, so that brand, if you look at the back, tell me where it's um, brewed. Like, what's the address? Brewed and bottled, bloody blah, blah. Surrey Hills. Uh, by who? Uh, Pinnacle Drinks. Pinnacle Drinks. It's owned by Dan Murphy. So it's they. It is. It's yeah. not. It's not real. That's not a real beer. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is like a hammer, hammer and tongs. It's like a hammer and tongs, is it? Yeah, like That's Cole. Cole's shit. owned a few, but. Yeah, I mean, Dan Murphy's and those guys, they own a bunch of wineries and stuff, but they do buy beers, rebrand them. They're drinkable, but just big corporation. I don't know if they buy a beer. I feel like they buy ethanol and then like <laughs> melt down bread and they call it beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it fucking tastes like. They, like yeah, it's not good. I never it's even no heard of Bay. it, but you you held up the, the board. I was like, yep, a marketing guru at some freaking big corporates come up with that. I guaranteed don't know, I, oh, they got the Tin Man, hook, line, and sinker. They had him in because <laughs> cheap. It'd be cheap, cheap cartons. Uh, you go into yeah, a liquor. You go into a liquor land, the coal zone one, and you can get um, some real cheap beers. Um, the, the Hammer and Tongs were the were the winners. They've got like four different varieties, and it's like thirty bucks for thirty cans or something. Probably still. I didn't mind a few of those. I got around them. The Lorry Boys. Stink. <laughs> the Lorry Boys. Yeah. Anyway, sounds horrible. Yeah. So, Sail and Anchor and John Boston are the Endeavour ones. Anyway, there it's still go. it's still beer and it's cheap. So, what are you going to do? 
drink it. Leave it in the fridge. Man, I was the other day. Have you ever noticed like that that uh, nature makes the best art? Oh yeah, for sure. Like 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 nature makes the best art. Go and look at any fucking tree. Like the the leaves, they're like conicals, like a, a pine cone, any kind of branch. Like man, the symmetry, the repetition, the shapes, the shapes, like, the colors, the shapes, man. Like nature makes the sickest art. It's so good. And then like we have a go at doing art, and it's just a bit shit. Like the the Mona Lisa is like, yeah, it's a cool painting. You know, it kind of looks like it follows you, but in the end, like it's just a two D painting of a chick. Like there's chicks in the street. And like to be fair, she looks kind of boring. Like yeah. you go around, you could you can walk up to live humans and say g'day, and like they interact. They're three D. They smell pretty. You ever smelled a woman? No. They all smell pretty in the morning anyway. Like maybe not on your train line, but it's like we're doing these shit versions. Like Leonardo da Vinci is just made like oh, it's an amazing portrait. It's not. It's a two D picture of a woman. Like the woman in three D is way more interesting. Or or like you've got. Picasso painting a fruit bowl and everyone's lost their fucking shit. It's $15 million worth of a fruit bowl. Have you been to IGA? IGA basically does Picasso, but in 3D. Mm. You walk in and there's stacks of fruit and it smells amazing and and better than Picasso. You go pick it up. Have you ever like, fuck Picasso's fruit bowl, go and eat an apple, pick it up. Have you tasted an apple? It's fucking delicious. It's like you're walking into 3D art, man. It's crap. I'll tell you what's. I'll tell you what is impressive right art's not impressive you know what's impressive plastic plastic like we've taken dead dinosaurs and we fucking turned it into straws and cups so you don't go and glass your mates at the pub like we can it's in everything it's everywhere and we're all completely addicted to it without knowing it it's like caffeine but it's impressive where plastic's more impressive is that plastic recreates itself. It splits into millions of little pieces and it ends up in the deepest oceans and the highest mountains and every fucking where you look in the middle of the oceans, your plastic cup that you're going to drink out of your straw that you get at the pub is going to do more world travel than you are. You've gone to some fancy bar and you've posted on Instagram, but that plastic is going on a real adventure. That is impressive. We did that. Humans did that, man. Humans did that. That's what? impressive. Fuck your fruit bowl, Picasso. All right, I'm done. Nature makes the best art. Mate, I have, I have questions. I'm going to have to read because <laughs> there was a, a lot there. That, that came out of nowhere. I thought we were just talking about beer. You had to get something off your chest. But all right, Nate, I agree, I agree with you. Nature makes the best art. But like Picasso's fruit bowl, you know, evokes deep, deep feelings within people. When you walk into an IGA, the fruit section doesn't really evoke these deep feelings. Apparently, apparently in you. See, so look, look at how angry RGA. you are. Walk, walk, walk in, stop, have a look at the the fruit display. Go, fuck, that's pretty good. And then take two steps to your right, and you got a different view. It's three D, man. And yeah. then go and smell that fruit, and then pick one up and just eat it. Don't pay for it. Just eat it because it's going to get cheaper the more you eat before you get to the till. Yep, but you're, you're right. I just. But I think I just was looking at a couple of trees the other day, and I thought, "Fucking hell, this this is wild! Like it just naturally creates these crazy patterns." Oh, like, mate, all I've by itself, I've man. seen some trees in my time, and I actually have a deep appreciation for them. <laughs> and yeah, I think I know where you're coming from. Uh, second question: If nature makes the best art, and humans are nature, then are we not nature? 
making art anyway. Yeah, we're doing a crap version of it. <laughs> right. That's it's it. Just, like we're making 2D pastels. It's like it, we're basically, you know, everybody's in there looking at Picasso's fruit bowl. Oh, he's done a good job. It's basically like patting your kid on the head for having a crack at, you know, painting a picture of the family at, at kindergarten. It's like, yeah, we don't look anything like that, but you've had a little go. And like then you look at, um, look at Van Gogh, you know. He had a go, didn't he? Van Gogh had a real good go. He's like, oh, it's all trippy. And I went to the, the Van Gogh Alive in Perth, which was actually pretty cool. But they had his his paintings, you know, in his crazy era. It's all impressionist. Oh, it's impressionist. It's like a nice way of saying it's a bit shit. And then they they animated everything. So like the crop would move and then a crow would fly through it and stuff. And it's like... Just get a crow. <laughs> just get a crow. Just fucking go, just get your ass in your car, go out to the wheat belt, stand in a field of canola or rye or whatever you want to do. And like a fucking, a crow will go past, mate. Like that's real life. That's reality. Like <laughs> Van Gogh's the original Instagram. Like fuck that shit. Go so, outside people. So art really is a waste of time. Like we're just, you're almost talking about meditating, to, you know, a walking meditation where you take in the things around you. Enjoy the art, the nature art. Don't like get stuck in your head and try and paint shit because you're not going to do a good job. You're going to do a bad job. The enjoyment is in the journey. Like stop, smell the flowers, look at the plants, look at the stuff around you because their world is infinitely interesting and we just fucking walk past it every day. Eat the fungus. Um, the plastic thing, um, I was drinking a drink with a straw in Thailand. Like evidently in Thailand, it doesn't matter what drink you buy, it comes with a straw. You know the Manslaughter cocktails. Yeah. You know those little Yakults? They come with these tiny little straws oh. that you that you poke in the top. You buy you get a can of Coke, here's a straw. Everything comes with a straw. And you know, like this is the land where the turtles are. No one really gives a shit about the turtles in Thailand. So why would we care here? Like keep using your straws. But I did get one that said straw made of plant material. It's like, aren't all straws made of plant material technically? Like you uh, said, they're yeah, melted cool. down dinosaurs, yeah. but they're actually, it's mainly plants. Plankton. Plan- yeah, plants and plankton. plankton. It is. It's all like... The, Animals the, and the, plants. The, yeah. So like... Yeah, fuck all this whole, there's too much plastic shit. It's just plants. Like, it's just, we think in timescales that are too short. Oh, the plastic, it's going to ruin the earth. It's like, no, it's plants and it will go back to being plants. So, I reckon more more straws. Let's let's get back on the straws because it's way better to drink out of a straw. Yeah, maybe all plastic's meant to be in the deepest oceans. Like, maybe it's gone to its place. Like, like the, the plants and the plankton made their way to the bottom of the ocean to be oil. And we're just like, all of the these oceans where they've like created the the big garbage dump in the middle of the ocean you've seen that the pictures of it yeah yep how fucking sick is that imagine if you were like all right we've got all this trash we need to put it somewhere it's like no no trust me low tide on the sand high tide it's gone and then like we don't know where it goes but it's not here and it's not in my backyard so fucking problem solved we've been doing it like you we figured that out a long time ago. Put your rubbish in the river. The river takes it to the ocean. The ocean takes it to the big circle area. It sinks to the bottom. Then you get straws. 
It's the circle yeah, exactly. of life. And it's We're good. doing this for the next generation. That's going to be like, man, we're so short on plastic because we burnt all the oil to drive around and go on to go touring. So like we need to find the plastic. Oh, where is it? Mariana Trench. It's all just accumulated down the bottom of it. Just get up there, scoop it up. Sick. You have your recycled, you know, bottle board shorts in no time. I actually think about that. Okay, I was going to say a lot. I don't spend ages thinking about <laughs> it, but yeah. like when civilization finally comes to an end, which could be could be quite soon, I think I think there'll be you know the odd human will survive, and it'll take a few thousand years to get back to where we're like, oh, we need plastic and metal, and there's just going to be so much of the shit. Like you end up on an old tip, and it's just going to be full of metal and plastic. It's like fuck yeah, like they already mined it for us and Bunks. put it in the one spot, and everything we need is here. Thank you, old landfills efficient. Yeah, stop separating your garbage. Like, why are we separating it, man? Like, put it all in the one spot. Yeah, <laughs> like, stop this. Don't recycle because think of the future humans. They need that shit. If we keep recycling it, recycling it. Anyway, do it for the kids. Do it for yeah. the. So I'll, I'll <laughs> do it for your kids, 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 kids. I want to send an email to Greta on Monday. <laughs> Just be like, Greta, listen, I've had a thought about this. Uh, I think we're going about it wrong. I was kind of thinking like what in a, in like a few years when these polar ice caps do melt and like we discover that, you know, during whatever super hot, you know, we talk about the ice age, but what about in between the ice age? There were the hot ages and they don't, no one talks about that shit, but like we were obviously living at the poles because it was heaps cooler. And I reckon there might be like the lost city of Atlantis or like some civilization that's going to appear when all the ice caps melt. And it's like, oh shit, turns out um, people were living at the poles back in the day. And, um, you know, we, we found all this technology and we really wish that we had a sped up climate change 50 years because we had to wait 50 years. Like it was so- naturally going to show us, but... So has was there a time in history where like Antarctica was just land? I don't know. I'm gonna go with yes. Can you not? Heaps history. Sorry. Can, when sorry. I, yes. If I ask yes. you a science question, I don't want to hear. I don't know. I want to hear definitive answers. Yes. Yeah. Several. Uh, several times. Yeah. So that's like no big deal. Global warming. All right. The Maldives are fucked. That's all right. They can move to Antarctica. Yeah. We've got new land is coming. Yeah. And there's a fucking fair bit of land down there. Have you seen a map of the world? Antarctica is like bigger than all the other land combined by about yeah. 50. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck, man. That's spheres a, blow people's that's minds. That's a geography like, yeah. joke there. And Ge- as a, as a cartographer, yeah. an ex-cartographer, that's actually very close to my heart. Quite funny. Here's a cartography fact for you. If you look at a map of um, the USA... Mm. And you like all these states are pretty fucking haphazard corners and shit everywhere. Yeah. But if you have you got a map in front of you, have oh. a look at what's the most uniform looking state that you can see. It's a nice square or a rectangle. Uh, Wyoming is very square. Colorado yep. is just perfect square. Colorado, that's the one. What did you say it was? Epic square or a rectangle? It's a rectangle. Perfect. All right. Fact: Colorado has the most sides of any state in the United States. Because instead of it being a rectangle, instead of them going like, all right, this point directly south to that point, it was actually defined by longitudes and latitudes. And then when they went and surveyed it, they didn't really think about the curvature of a latitude and a longitude. So all these surveyors started out from different points. And I think there's like, Google, it might be like 60 or 80 sides to it. They actually, all these lines, borders don't match up. So it's an 80-sided square. 
80-sided square. There you go. I've never actually thought about this, but Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico, Kansas, Utah, they're all pretty much square. It's like there's the odd one that follows a river by the looks of it, but someone's just said, that's the line. No abortions on this side. This side, yes, kill babies. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the line. (laughs) But if you zoom in on, yeah, on the borders of Colorado, like you'll see the little steps. It's like got all these little kinks in it because people are surveying from different spots and then they're like, oh, shit, this doesn't match up. Draw a line there. It's the same uh, little fact if you zoom in on um, near Mildura. So the top left corner, the northwestern corner of Victoria, and like they surveyed South Australian border from um, maybe Cameron's Corner down and then from the coast upwards and it didn't match up by about 10 k's. Oh, by so there's like this little kink in it. Yeah, there's like, yeah, like a five kilometre... Yeah. Well, yeah, they cooked east, east to west. That's not bad. Like considering what they were using, and they've covered a lot of distance. To, they're only out by three k, four k. That's still fucked, dude. That's uh, good. So who was who was right? Because if if you know the southern border is correct, then Victoria is actually smaller. And is there any town that would that would become Victorian if we had to move it? Anyway. Border town, probably. <laughs> border town. Which is surprisingly on the border. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of... No, actually, no, fuck that. What, <laughs> <laughs> What's, uh, what, what has you frothing this week? You seem pretty frothy for, for, for someone, I'm, someone I'm who's, f- who's disabled and hasn't been able to do much. Well, unlike most of our Paralympians um, representing the country, my disability is fading. Um, and I've been more agile, I'm up and about, and I've got a new car, which is also helping with the mobility. Like, How long did it take you to get the car? 12. Just short of 12 months, I waited for my new Prado. You know, I'm in the, I've just got to get the wife and kids and find um, the the soccer pitch now, but, uh, you know, I'm starting to build it and they will come. I gave you shit about it. All year, it's like oh, you had this idea. I'll sell my car, make money because of the market, and then buy a new one. I was like, yeah, but you end up yep. with no car for twelve months. But you haven't paid for fuel for twelve months, so you've actually doubled or saved or insurance, or yeah, speeding tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I tell you that. So because there's no Prados around, I, I've, you literally, if you go on car sales, brand new with less than a hundred k's on them, and they're seventy eight grand at the moment. Like they're they're really expensive so I could have made money on this one as well I could have made 30 grand on cars get rid of it in, in 12 months and the guy I said to the guy at the dealership I was like, um, like what What would you actually buy this off me now knowing that you've got to make your margin he goes I'll give you 70 grand cash right now for it so I could have made 5 grand and walked out the door like which is uh, mental 12 months work though you want a little bit more than that but like th- if you could well, just if, it, if this keeps perpetuating you can make 30 grand a year just by Buying one car, selling a car, you could eke out a nice little existence buying there. Buying one, we'll buy one each. We'll just, like, we we'll definitely that's, do. That's that's still thirty grand a year. If that's sixty between two. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. But, you- uh, anyway, that's a that's a side story. I've got a car. I've start, I'm in the build process, whacking a few things on it. I don't know if people are interested. They probably are, but just uh, any few- of those like fire to fork people are still still here. <laughs> they yeah. they might be interested. <laughs> Well, I'll give you the quick rundown of what I've done so far. So, wet wet seat neoprene covers, front and back, because they're epic. 
Um, I've done the K on table on the back door, the drop down table, and I got the little Can storage cages. Can you just yep. piss on a neoprene seat? Like if you're driving, you need to go to the toilet. You just wee, like if it was a, like a wetsuit. You, you can, but the wee still ends up in the car. It just runs down the back of the seat. It doesn't soak in. Okay. So you, not, yes, the answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> no, not in my car. <laughs> uh, it's just like a wetsuit. Um, yeah. And then, so the K on drop down table, I've put a bull bar on it by um, Sports Range 4x4. Actually, I owe those guys an apology. I owe a public apology, actually. Do you mind if I do it Do it here? Cause yeah, if you've got something to get off your chest, you go for it. This is, this is reasonably public. So I, I bought this bull bar at the, at the show, uh, the full drive show in November last year. So a long time ago, I got froth and I went and had a look at them. Sports Range 4x4, MCC bull bars, great quality. The selling point for me was like the, Rubber bumpers that are on the, the the touch parking bit, let's call it. Solid rubber, fantastic. There's the ARB ones are crap. Some other company was like foam and I basically picked it off with my fingernails. So I was like, these guys are the business. So I've I got the show special. It's just taken me a long time to get it done. Anyway, I went up to Wangara to get it fitted and yeah. dropped the car off. The guy's like, do you want a loan car? It's like, how much is the loan car? It's like 20 bucks, mate. It's all good. Take it. Don't bother filling it up with fuel. I was like, sick. So... <laughs> Grabbed their ute and then drove it back to work, went to a meeting, it's all good. And I'm like, when I went to park it, just out of instinct, looked in the in the centre console and it's just like full to the brim with receipts and and cash. It's just like, a it looked like a <laughs> layer cake of receipts and cash, receipts and cash. And like sitting on top of like, I don't know how, balancing on top of the receipts was like coins as well. It was a blowout. I was like, like this just cash notes, in their like loan cash car. notes. Ten, fives and tens. Yeah, just right. fives and tens and receipts. I'm like, who's this is someone's car at this place. That's just spending anyway, money for you, I would have thought. Why you Well, twenty bucks for the loan car, right? So I'm thinking, all right, I'm driving back. I'm like, they shouldn't do this. So I should tell them that they've left heaps of money in the loan car. Yes. I was like, you know what I'll do? Instead of telling them, I'll just take twenty bucks out of here and I'll pay for the loan car. Out of their money, <laughs> so it's gone full circle. So he's coming back to them instead of telling. So, instead of telling, them. so I'm like, this is good. So I grabbed the twenty bucks out, stuck it in my pocket. I'm thinking, excellent. So I'll get in there, you know, get my car at the end of the day. Oh, the twenty bucks, I'm going to pay for it's fine. It's going to go through the company. It's going to be a full circle. You know, no one's the wiser. And then as I'm standing there, the 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 lady, I can't remember her name, but she owns the whole joint. I met her at the show. She's very tall, very blonde, lovely lady. She um, she comes down. So I hadn't spoken to her in the morning. And she's like, yep, doing a thing. I paid on my card. And as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, fuck, actually, maybe this is one of their employees' cars who doesn't have his car and he's just left his money in there for the day. This money's his and it's not going to go back to him through the business. It's going to go to this lady. Yeah. But then I was like, all right, we'll just see what happens here. And then she neglects to know that I've taken the loan car. So... We, we get through the transaction and um, I paid for my bull bar and I'm walking out and I'm like, all right, sweet. I'll just like stick it back in the loan car, but I've already given her the keys. Yeah. So now I've got 20 bucks in my pocket. I'm thinking I haven't even paid for the loan car. So I'm you've, not even been wait, well, Hang on. Let, you've stolen $20 and you haven't paid for the loan car. That's the two things that you've done. <laughs> yeah. And then she, as I'm walking out the door, she goes, are these the Hilux keys? Did you have the loan car? 
And I was like, oh, this is my time. Sweet. Perfect. Everything's going well. I'll give it. I'll be like, yep, I did. Here's the 20 bucks for the loan car in cash because it's easier than putting the card through. And she goes, I was like, yeah, I did. And I turn around. She's like, oh, that's cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And then I just kept walking out, didn't I? I left. With the 20 bucks. (laughs) With the 20 bucks. (laughs) Because I, I, I don't think you told a story on the podcast the last one we did that we cut out, which is about how money. How I don't, I don't even remember what, something about how capitalism works. Money going through a hotel. It's a big circle. I think yeah. you've tried to to do that in real life, but you didn't. Like even if you gave them the twenty bucks, you still didn't pay for the service. No, so, I got a free loan car. So you're going to get a, um, yeah, which I didn't have to fuel up because someone had been using it already and I'm 20 bucks up as well. Yeah, right. So, um, I had some bad karma. You've got one, You got $20 of bad karma coming your way. Yep. Do you reckon you could... Like, here's a challenge for you between now and next podcast. Somehow, give them $20. Even if you have to go and buy something for $20. <laughs> the show's coming up, actually. Maybe I'll, like, just sleep... Between, I'll, I'll go to the full drive show in November and just drop 20 bucks over the counter just yeah give it to them well i did some good karma today anyway a friend asked me to leave a review on um uh a particular business's website for them because they're like hey can you just leave a review on this yeah. website yeah on the google i was like fuck yeah boom five stars thanks for the chicken burger it was huge loved it definitely drop in again and it's that simple so when i was on there google automatically tells you where you've been in the last 30 days it's like see your joints and it's like you know 15 different pubs around Perth blah 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 and I started scrolling down saw Waddy's Cafe Stomp Coffee so I was like boom five star review you know check out the jazz on a Sunday huge thanks guys loved it yeah a couple of other joints so I started leaving a few reviews particularly places I like places I've been friends friends joints businesses it goes a long way it actually reminds me a little for my start I was in Goulburn on Saturday night and we went to Subway it was like no, oh, it's a good subway. Mel actually said it to the girl. It's like, good subway. It's a good sandwich. And, go, <laughs> and the girl's like, yeah, look, we just bought the franchise. We just started. Can you leave us a five-star review on Google? And Mel's like, yeah, I'll do it when I get home. But we, we didn't do it. But if anyone's out there, leave a five-star review for Subway Goulburn. It's right next to the big Merino. Uh, it's no better let's, than... Let's, it's no better or let's worse blow than, them up. Yeah, it's, they're killing it. <laughs> I, I thought was, well, I thought the Subway sandwich was fine. Um, I've I've never had a Subway sandwich that's any different from any other Subway sandwich. They're consistent. That's, that's it, though. You, you, there is no birdie when you when it comes to Subway. You need par for the course. Yeah. As for all fast food, par for the course is five stars. Is elite. Yeah, it is five stars. There's no. You don't want like extra pickles, or you don't want like you know a seven inch sub. So yeah, like this sub's too long. Five stars, and you'd be complaining. Yeah, you know, too right. Consistency is key. Too right. Um, so, that, so I took over that. Thanks, Andy, for the, the that froth. was because I am frothing. I'm feeling good. I'm back. I've got some bad karma. I've got twenty bucks in my pocket and a new car. Fuck but, yeah. Uh, what's what's got you frothing? Oh, there's a few things. I might just like stick stick with the new things. I just got a I just got a new laptop, which is amazing. Like you know, the laptop I've been recording podcasts on and doing everything for the last two years. The keyboard just stopped working like I bought it recently I don't know if I like I put it in 
check-in luggage Come. or something. Or if check-in I, luggage. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> just drowned it. But like everything just started to stop working. So to use it, I had to plug in a mouse. I had to plug in a keyboard and pretty much had to plug in a monitor. And then all the ports stopped working. So I had to plug in a USB thing. So I was like, this is just getting ridiculous. So anyway, I like, I'm not very good at buying new things. I like to research for a long, long time. Mel takes the piss out of me for it. But I ended up buying a new MacBook Pro. So I'm Apple. I'm Apple. And like, Appleized. Yeah. You're the fruit bowl. You full fucking Picasso. Yeah. So it's sick. Um, as long as I don't drop it or something, it should last me a long time. They're, they're, Did they, you get insurance on it or the extra warranty or screen protection or some shit? Mate. I don't know. What are they? Nah, you don't like someone. I don't know if I read it. I must have read it, but do not get insurance for anything unless it will ruin your life by not Car. having it. Car, yeah, Car if, you, if you crash into a Bugatti, life ruined. Car insurance. If your house burns <laughs> yeah. down, life ruined. If you get a terrible disease, life ruined. If you crack your phone screen, just fucking buy a new phone. You'll you'll be out of pocket for a little while, right. but you'll you'll survive it. So that's my theory Mate. on. Matt Gill's theory of like there's the costs once and the cost imbalance is like every year you get taxed for shit that you lose, break, run into, whatever. It just comes out of that fund, the phone. Yeah. So it's like if you're up and you haven't paid for shit, well, look out, karma's coming because you're going to drop your phone the next week or like your dog's going to bite someone at the park and you've got a vet bill. It happens. 100%. You can't, it's just, it's coming. Matt Gill's good to talk about finance stuff. But when he moved to Torquay, he was just buying toys. He's like buying surfboards, buying just every, all the shit that he needed. And his his dad had given him this theory. It's like, don't worry about it. Like, oh, if the if the rent's too much, or if this thing costs too much, just think in two or three years you're gonna be making way more money than you are this year. So just worry about it then. <laughs> That's a fucking boomer attitude if I've ever heard one. <laughs> just, the, don't worry, man. It's like, man, oh, we bought this house for a hundred grand. Now we own the neighbours. <laughs> exactly. It's called equity, mate. Yeah. It's like, in five years' time, you'll have a million dollars. So why would you worry about whether or not you buy this laptop? Let's cheer on inflation. <laughs> that makes heaps of sense. The, I like that. Good. Uh, Good but on, I, Mr. Gill. I think it does work for the Gills. I think those... Yeah, those... The, the Gill family, it works. <laughs> I don't know if that theory works for everyone. If you believe. Hey, we've got an episode sponsor as well. Yes. Um, to Ahead new of the sponsor. bar snacks. We've got a bunch bunch of bar snacks coming at you. New sponsor for the episode. Um, have you got the copy or have I? Uh, I don't have it. Uh, oh, here it no, is. it's here. Do you, uh, want, do you want me to read it or are you going to read it? Oh, I've got it. So, Karcher High Pressure Hose. Um, it's a, a new established brothel um, for stressful, busy people who need the job done yesterday. German precision pumps for high, high, high cost loads, dumps, something around that. Uh, get your PSI correct without the STI while you're erect. To book a hooker, find the Instagram page, Karcher High Pressure Hose. Karcher High Pressure Hose, Thanks. thank you. Yeah, High Pressure Hose, hose in a pressure situation. Um, if you need the break, stress relief. Hit them up. So thanks for their support for this episode. Uh, speaking of prostitutes, I've just been in Thailand for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Continue. Nah, well, uh, I didn't. There, there are, they are. There are prostitutes over there. Man, there's high pressure 
pigeons and low pressure pigeons. You sent me one of the funniest um, messages on on WhatsApp. So funny. In fact, I got to that point where I just screenshot it and didn't reply. I was like, that is brilliant. I'll, I need to remember this. It was just a picture of pigeons on the beach and, and it, with a caption of something about like, we need to learn from these pigeons, like beach pigeons. I've got it dialed. There's things we can learn. That was it. And I, was I, like, know, yeah, I think no, I just got a fucking good point. Yeah. The point was that there's these pigeons, they look the same as the Melbourne pigeons, but they're living on a beach in Koh Samui. And Melbourne pigeons are like, you know, busting for scraps, getting like run over by trams and shit. Like why? Like, especially if you can fly. Like you can fly to Thailand if you're a pigeon. Like there's no reason why You've you could. got wings, man. Yeah. Migrate. Learn from your neighbors. Look around you. Yeah. So, Migrate north, bro. I don't know. I'd, and like the scraps is just as good all over the world, I would have thought, um, if if not better in Thailand. So why the fuck would... Yeah, it's weird if you're a pigeon not to live somewhere cool or somewhere warm. Cowabunga. Cal, Beach pigeons need to lift their eyes, look above the horizon. They're too, too much time walking for someone that's got the wings. You know, they're, they're the, the, uh, the stoners of the bird um, population or the bird species, aren't they? They're just fucking happy doing their own thing over and over. You know, one of the worst things I ever saw was a pigeon was in the gutter just pecking around and a car pulled up and parked next to it and the pigeon was fine. But then the guy turned the wheel of his car so that the, oh, no. so that his front wheels moved to the left and it squished the pigeon into the gutter right in front of me and it was, oh, it was brutal. Did it instant death or was it? Yeah. Was it captive? Well, it was a slow death over a second or two. Like, it wasn't like instant death because he turned oh, the steering yeah. wheel. The, the, it went... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, disgusting. <laughs> that ain't happening to any Koh Samui yeah. Thailand pigeon. You, that's not happening on the beach. You're just like moulding into the sand, beach buggy drives over you, boom, pop back up like a like a uh, North Queensland cane toad and you're off, off and away. No yeah. issues. Yeah, man. No, that's good. You've been in Thailand lately. What's I've been in Thailand. I, let, let me, I've got a few things. We've been over there for two weeks, went for a wedding. You know, you were sort of taking the piss out of the do nothing holiday where you go and do nothing for your holiday. I kind of did that um, almost by accident. But I, I did. I don't know whether – I don't know if I'm for or against it, but I, I did it. We didn't do much. There's not much you can do. You know, there's, it's a beautiful island you can go to the beach, you can go swimming, you can go for a snorkel. I took a jet ski Look out. Look at the nature. Nature's art gallery, man. Yeah. Like, well, you took real. a jet ski. Yeah, I mean, man. I went with this, this guy. We stayed in this villa with this guy, Ed. He's like a lad from England. Big guy, 6'4", plays rugby. We went out on these jet skis and it was a bit choppy, but we're like fanging, like, you know, doing 60Ks. I think I got up 70Ks because just... And I look over and Ed's just... He's moving and he tries to do like a fast turn and he's he's like we're about a kilometer out to sea. <laughs> he just launched himself into the sky. <laughs> and the guy the guy can barely swim. So I was like, I better I gotta go and do a rescue. But yeah, <laughs> he was fine. But um jet skis just for fun, you wouldn't buy one for that. Like i we we booked them for half an hour and I was I was like, Yeah, fifteen minutes is probably all I needed. Um, yep. Maybe Absolutely. if it wasn't choppy, I could have had a bit more fun. But yeah, they're hard work in the chop. They don't do not cut through the chop at all. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It's good though. I'm glad you had a little little freedom. 
but well, you had a little taster of the jet ski over WA as well, like where it's a, a A to B adventure machine, right? Oh yeah, that was one of the worst worst few hours of my life. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I've told the story in the podcast. I won't. We'll get to it another time. But I thought I was going to die. I'll give you I'll give you some quick bar snacks from Thailand because I have been there for two weeks. Hit me. First one, like, would you agree that West is best? Yeah. Man. Wrong. West is best. Incorrect. <laughs> east is best. East Asia? East. Oh. The East, as in Asia. I was thinking, uh, like, yeah. the shit that they know that we don't know. Like, you got a knee injury at the moment. Like, you need ice cold baths or hot, hot therapy. I was thinking Japan. They've got onsens everywhere. They already know this. They know I've been doing it for a thousand years. Like, you need to recover... I was thinking I'm a bit sore. Like massage, deep tissue massage is built into the culture. You can't go around a fucking corner without a massage. And it's not it's not like, you know, you think of Thai massage, make banana cry. It's like, nah, they know what the fuck they're doing. Like I went and got one and I'm crying in pain. And the lady's like, you, you okay? I was like, yeah. I, I say it hurts, it's good. She's like, good, you understand. Like, because obviously you get people in getting tortured they don't understand but like they've been doing it for thousands of years like and i think like chinese medicine and stuff they just know shit that we just do not know we've come from the english to scottish they know nothing like all they know is how to sink piss and i don't know so east is best make shit food i like that yeah it it is built into the culture right food chinese and the tai chi like i think people are i went to china back in like it was 2000 actually and like there's people in the street old people doing tai chi and i was like what's this shit like they're calling this exercise and even at school in the morning you would do your stretches and and things like that like the whole entire school would line up in perfect rows and do like the stretches and stuff and now you go to any like west australian mine site and they make them do that shit before like work mm. <laughs> do like morning stretches and stuff and now like tai chi yoga meditation like it's all the things that like so, we're now slowing down in western society and starting to realize realize that the longevity east is best and the and the food like the one thing about thailand is there's the food man it's like i came back weighed in at 90 kilos which yeah, i thought we were gonna box i thought you're in my weight division we're here bring it on when i to, for context when i got back from nepal i was 77 kilos so that's the fluctuate <laughs> That is 77 is my lightest weight when I got to Sejuna cycling across the Nullarbor. They, and I'd eaten yeah. basically nothing. And I got on the scales at the hospital. I was like 77 kilos and I looked fucking gaunt. That's the weight we're fighting yeah. at, 77. <laughs> Mate, if you can, I look, I look if like you a can skeleton. make 77, I'll fight you any type of fight. I'll, I'll send you a photo of me at 77 kilos and I look unrecognizable. There's like, I've got like four different hip flexor muscles <laughs> in a row. It just doesn't make any sense, like a skeletal. Yeah. You look like the guy from Into the Wild just before he died in that bus. Man, that's exactly <laughs> what I looked like. I've seen the photos. <laughs> Have I seen it to you? It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's me. Quick. I'm going to... These are meant to be quick fire froths, but we're not very good at that. So next one. Oh, this is just probably on the back of East is Best. Like generally, Asian beers are the most smashable of beers. Whether that be Thai, you know, Japanese, Chinese, uh, they're all good. But the two main ones in Thailand, Chang and Singer, just 
impossibly smashable. Like you, just, there's no, yep. there's no end to the amount of beers that you can consume. Better uh, or, or worse than Bintang? Like, give me a rating for Bintang. They'd, they'd be more oh. smashable than Bintang. I've had the Sing. We've had it at uh, Low Key Chow House in Leedy. Yeah, which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, probably. they're pretty smashable. Bit of sweetness, like a little bit of mm. little bit of sweetness on the Pilsen or something. Yeah, pretty smashable up there with the Bintangs. Maybe slightly more smashable. You never know. I feel like the Bintangs just a bit dodgier. You don't know like how clean the bottle is. <laughs> the, the little chips on it and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, recycling reuse is good, but you know, maybe fucking sanitation's better. Yep. Um, East is best. Weed is now legal in Thailand. So that, Get was, out of town. that was a bit of a bit of a shock. That would have been the first time that you got stoned then in Thailand, was it? Jeez. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Because I've never been anywhere. I've never been to Amsterdam. When we I went to the states, it wasn't like legal, legal. But like, yeah, there's weed shops everywhere. And I walked into one. I was like, oh, it felt so wrong. I was like talking to this guy. He's like, you got this, you got that, you got this. Um, yeah, so. It's kind of mind blowing because what, what what's it, what do they do like because that was that was the whole thing like smuggle drugs to Thailand all the old surfers from the seventies stories but like now you so you turn up and it's legal like they got weed shops like Amsterdam. shops like they yeah are so, they selling you weed or are they selling you joints or what so are they, they selling they can only sell the plant so they can sell joints and the buds they were selling cookies and at some of the markets they were selling gummies but technically those oil products are illegal but the the plant itself is is legal so you can so but yeah really weird outrageous outrageous a plant a plant nature's art yeah we've made it illegal where the fuck did we go wrong it's a pretty plant too like they are it's a great looking plant the the marijuana plant so that was yeah that was a bit of a a mind blow and then we flew through singapore whereas and they were pretty clear on the on the plane <laughs> it's like if you have cannabis products it is punishable by death thank you <laughs> so like you've li- it's literally a two-hour flight you can buy it in a shop fly two hours yeah in front of a freaking uh firing squad <laughs> so check your pockets on your way back but it did add an extra i didn't partake too much but um it was pretty cool to just see it didn't break didn't send any back didn't chuck a little little piece in the mail, see if it arrives. I thought about it, but no, I didn't. Well, you just go to Canberra now. It's it's technically, um, technically legal in Can in Canberra. You can have plants legally, three plants per adult or something in Canberra. Canberra is where it's well, at. Well, you, you can have you can have plants all, all in all the states. It's been legal for a long time. Like Victoria was like five plants for a long time, but I don't think. Um, it's the whole like it takes time to grow a plant. You don't like go to Victoria for a surf trip and then like, all right, well we'll plant this, we'll wait two years and then we'll get a little high. No, <laughs> that, Can- Canberra's different though. Canberra's completely yeah, changed the law. Product. Yeah, I, I don't think it's actually legal at all in other states, but maybe it's anyway, whatever. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, maybe I was wrong about that. I'll tell you something else I was wrong about. Um, a while ago on the podcast we did, I think it was in the, the Fat Chance episode when I cycled to Melbourne, we talked about it, there's a doco, one of my, f- the more fun episodes I did actually, well, and you know, probably half the reason we started a podcast, I really enjoyed talking about it, but I came up with something 
and it was left and right socks halfway across the null bar. I thought, why the fuck have we not got socks that fit our left and right feet? And then once that episode came out, people promptly sent me left and right sock pictures because yeah. they did exist. Um, and now I am the owner of some Bonds left and right socks. And I thought, this Bonds. is sick. This is my dream come true. Good on Bonds. And you know what? I was wrong about it. It's not great. Um, to be fair, they do fit better when you put them on the left and the right foot. But I've been conditioned not to look at my socks. So mm. I just whack them on my feet. And now it's just another one of those fucking things in life that I do wrong. It's a rule. I feel bad about myself. I look down at the feet. The right's on the left. The left's on the right. Or I've got two left socks because they don't match up because they're fucking socks. And, you know, it's just another thing that I start the day and feel bad about myself about. So fuck left and right socks. Like I want socks that fit both feet. Because I think if we had left and right socks, that more revolutionary would be uniform socks. It would be like, wow, a sock that fits both feet? That's fucking wild. But have you ever seen a that foot? That's where we're at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they're yeah, not... Two. I've got to own them. There's, they, they are different. They're opposite shaped to each other. They are. Like the yeah. toes. It's all in the toes. I, I own ski socks, which are left to right. I think... I think it's a good benefit to them, but yep. it is annoying. I've got some hiking socks where the L and the R is like rubbed off a bit, so it's hard to tell which one to put on which foot. It's a fucking pain in the ass. Anyway, hey, if you want to listen Fuck to that right that socks. Fat Chance episode about um, was right, uh, cycling across the Nullarbor, it's episode nine, so you've got to go back a ways, but um, there's actually a murder mystery in there as well, so pretty cool. Murder mystery. A little attempted rape action. Yes. Not. <laughs> Find out if it was was the perpetrator or the uh, the, the rapey or the raper. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, episode nine. Um. Hey, this guy, right? At at um, got this guy who does some sales training for our, at work. And mm-hmm. I won't give away too much, but basically he's this old bloke who is an imposter in his role and he sucks and he's got, I'd love to share on our Instagram, his like posts on YouTube and LinkedIn and things, but they're, um, they're so real. It's too corny to share. And then obviously, yeah, you know, it might be a little breach of privacy, but this guy's just fucking horrible at his job and he makes the worst clips and he sends video messages. You know, you're like, you're like, all right, I'm coming to see you guys in the Perth office. Yeah. Instead of sending an email or a text or a phone call or 15 other different medias, he sends personalized videos yeah. of himself and, um, you know, tells you what's going on, but none of them make any sense. And so by the time this guy turns up in our office, I'm already like have zero respect for him. And I'm like, I can't talk to this guy because everything he says comes out of his mouth. is just a piss take. And he's got this very um, comical voice. Anyway, Wayne, his name's Wayne. Wayne turns up and I'm just listening to Wayne get around the office because he's about relationships. And he's like, yep, yeah, um, okay, so I'm here and I'm going to do this and talk to people about their sales and their techniques about the sales. Yeah. And like, he's hilarious, basically. Is he anyway, a Queenslander? And he goes up to, he's actually from Victoria and he's got a holiday house down the coast in Janjuk, which is even hilarious. Right. But he was too pussy to go down there during lockdown. 
that's this that's the kind of guy he is. He stayed in Melbourne. Anyway, that's beside the point. Old Stay Wayne turns Melbourne. up, right? And he um and there's a a a gay gentleman in our office. He'd be low, young thirties. But you know like the the gay twang like you know there's this, there's a bit of an accent there's a and there's like, a gay accent we've talked about it before we, we had a, there's a gay uh, accent yeah you can tell and yeah. now look this particular person is not very flamboyant at not, all but not, not every got an accent. gay got man accent. has not every gay man has the accent but some do a great majority i would say yeah yeah and or some let's leave it at that not that there's anything anyway. wrong with that this particular person has, you know, a bit of the gay accent and you can tell, you know, oh what's going God. on there. Anyway, Wayne, Wayne's like, oh, oh, yeah, and it's nice to meet you. Where are you from? He's like, um, grew up in Perth. Um, okay, yeah, I, I sort of travelled a bit and spent a bit of time over in London and doing some modelling here and then. He's like, oh, that's it. Yeah, I can tell it's your accent. You've spent a bit of time overseas. Yep, you've got that accent. And he goes on about this cunt's accent <laughs> for ages, at which point I'm like coughing and started to cry and had to just walk out of the fucking office as he's called this guy out for having an English accent when he's just, you know, one of the gays, which is fine. But Wayne was just so out of touch. But <laughs> he's just, yeah, that, but I wonder where the gay accent is from is it like english is it dutch that are speaking english <laughs> i don't know it's so subtle as well and it was just like it's it's so cooked the guy he turns up to the our manager as well and he go who used to live in melbourne and he's like oh i used to live in melbourne whereabouts in melbourne oh hawthorne lovely place yeah that's fantastic what are you doing here and our manager just sort of looks at him. He's like, uh, I, I live here. Lived here for 10 years. What the fuck do you mean? What question is this? Like, what planet do you want to get at? That was the point that I left. I was like, I can't do this. I'm coming back when Wayne's gone. This, is, this guy's fucked. He's on another planet. Well, what's he doing? He's, he's trying to train you up for something. He does. Well, not me. He's training like some of our um, sort of sales. He's in like um, direct selling sort of stuff. Yeah, it's all about relationships. Just go around, just freaking and everyone like out. Interactions. It's all about interactions and like reading people and you know twisting and, and getting getting buy-in from stuff. And like this guy's got no fucking idea. He's had two conversations with people he's not met. One of them, he's called them out basically for having an accent, and the other one, he's told, "Why do you live in Perth? Hawthorne's fantastic place to live. Like, what the fuck are you doing here?" It's like, uh, he's an idiot I'd love to share his stuff on our Instagram but I'm not going to because I shared something earlier this month and I got shut down for oh, it oh you've got another apology this would be your third apology for the episode and I uh, actually it would be yeah third apology do you want to you had to apologise because <laughs> you stole $20 <laughs> you've had to apologise because of the sock thing that you got wrong like just straight up yep. wrong Um, and I I'm going to softly apologize for, um, I shared something on the Instagram, which was a blind kid that was playing American football and, you know, he's forced a camera, little piece. Surprisingly not that good at it. (laughs) Surprisingly not that good. He said, people don't think I can play football because I'm blind, but, you know, well and behold, I can. And then they cut to a clip of him (laughs) running the wrong way. Running the wrong way and then falling over and, you know, there was some music behind it. And look, 
I mean, the clip was funny. Yes, it was poking fun at a disabled kid. Um, I We got a message from someone who said, fuck you guys, I hope you enjoy trying to be famous, which is obviously the reason we do the podcast. 100%. Because um, we're trying to get famous. And uh, he unfollowed us and, and blocked us. But um, Did he unfollow obviously took offense and block? To it. I didn't know he unfollowed Well, I don't know if he blocked us, but he definitely unfollowed and... Um, you know, he said nice things to us in the past. So he had. I did. I looked thing. at the. In historically, he'd been quite nice to us. But you must have hit a nerve with you know, making fun yeah. of and the look, blind kid, which is fair enough, because you hit a nerve. But I just wanted, for the record, so I'm sorry that we hit a nerve. But that was probably our most shared Instagram story of the last couple <laughs> of months. People on are the terrible. Stats. So, so you fucks that are listening, you loved it, and you also owe. This particular person an apology. I don't think there's an apology me. in there. It's like I think we're all behind this kid to having a crack. Like what a wild, wild thing to do. Like, but like play blind golf or something, or like nah, man, table play, tennis where they put a rattle in the ball. There's, there's plenty of blind sports you can go and play, but like you know you got like um, hot dog eating. The kid would have been good at hot dog eating by the look of him. Like he's built for football, but he didn't have the key criteria. I think, I the think, elements. I think the outcome was side. was like objectively hilarious but I think just like the balls that it takes like because to go and play rugby is a pretty scary thing but to do it like with a blindfold on is like you've got to be a fucking hard motherfucker so like I don't think we're laughing at him I think it's just respect for the effort but what a crazy idea to have as a blind kid <laughs> like yeah. that, there's a guy out there that's surfing big waves blind like that yeah that's cr- that's ridiculous. Yep. Some Brazilian dude. There's YouTube videos if you want to watch them. They're not very so good. Pipe. Yeah. No, he sucks, but he'll never <laughs> watch them, so it's fine. <laughs> it's like someone should tell him your clips aren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> but he's out there doing. There's plenty of blind skiers, blind skiing's in the Paralympics, but you have like a a guide. Uh, there's actually a guy I met. Is a mate of um, Tim. Uh, who's been on the podcast, he went to uh, Bali and got on the Iraq and the mushrooms. I don't think it was the mushrooms. I think it was the Iraq. He woke up blind, basically. Oh, ethanol poisoning. Yeah, ethanol poisoning. He turned blind. Fuck, that's so hectic. 95%, like 95% blind. Um, And the guy loves his his skiing and decided to train up to try and go to the Olympics. I think... He did go to the Paralympics, but on the way there, like he's, he's a, sounds like he's a mad, I've I actually met him, hung out with him a few times at the pub. He's got 5% vision, so he can, he can make you out and he, he could recognize me sort of after hanging out a couple of nights. But like the guy broke both of his femurs in training because he just, I was, he was, I was oh, talking to him about, he's like, get into a he's tree like, or something. He's like, I, I gonna, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go hard and I'm going to, like, I'm not going in at, to make up the numbers, I'm going for gold, and he tra- yes. trained like a maniac and broke both his legs. But like, like he's a pretty inspirational dude, actually. I don't know. I should find his name, but um, mate, podcast. That's his format. He's on it. Get yeah. him on. That's his format. Yeah. Anyway, so blind people can do anything they want, but sometimes it will be funny. <laughs> that's yeah. No, you're right. It's just the way it's going to be. Um, being a minority is like almost getting um, 
is getting too popular. Have you noticed that? Like everybody wants to be part of a minority these days and I just think people with minorities need to watch out because, you know, if you yeah. if your minority is too popular, then you become a majority and then you're going to have to find a new minority. They're going to ruin, ruin minorities. Yeah, I hear what I, you're saying. I don't know if that makes any sense. It doesn't really make sense. I think... Um, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, like when I was in primary school, like to be indigenous was like people might like try to hide it away. It's like, oh, yeah, what you want, you're in it for the benefits. But these days people are like proud of their indigenous heritage as they should be. So I think it's people just becoming more proud of their, their background. But at what point you're saying it becomes too far where... It's going to flip around and being the minority going is going to be so cool that you're the cool and then all of a sudden it's going to be cool to be the majority again. Yeah, and we're all going to be cutting fingers off to become Paralympians or something. But once you go that way, you can't, you can't get back. Just be careful, minority people. You're like cutting fingers off to become a Paralympian or um, cutting your penis off to become a, an Olympian. Mm. It's all fun and games. It's all fair. Until everybody does it. Yeah. Isn't that, well, maybe that's the future. just a bunch of eunuchs rocking around. Eunuch. There should be a eunuch Olympics, you say. <laughs> yeah, I think so. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be unique either way. The unique Olympics. Um, what's your bar, next bar snack? I've got bar snacks. Get, put this back on track. Get this, this more snappy. <laughs> I was one down here that I wrote, which says, Was hates blind children. Have we covered that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we covered it. <laughs> There's another one here that said, I converted to Apple. In Is that shit chat? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is not working out. Uh, hey I've got a a genuine question though okay and like uh, in the spirit of our science episode that we're going to do shortly um, you know run with the answer if you don't know it Mm -hmm. get up is the piano a string instrument okay I'll I'll ask you some questions is the piano a woodwind instrument no is the piano a brass instrument no is the piano a percussion instrument? Kind of. No. It's a string so instrument. So the piano is a string instrument. Well, I would let me Google it for you. I mean, like, because you know, it, you hit the key, but the thing is, you don't see what happens behind the behind the timber. But, but you hit the <laughs> ivory, you know, with the force, and then it has a little lever and it hits a string. But you're not touching the string. But there's that, strings involved. According to Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. The, <laughs> from, <laughs> is that that's all right. Pianos haven't changed much. So Encyclopedia is a good good source. I don't I'm not by this. As a result, today the piano is generally considered to be both a stringed and a percussion instrument because you hit it. But that's bullshit because you, you hit, hit it. You hit other instruments. Like, it's effectively saying the guitar when played with a plectrum is not a string instrument. It's a, You're hitting it's a percussion. It yeah. No, it, mm. it, I think it's a stringed instrument. So, okay. Or, yeah, because have you ever opened a piano? It's full of strings. There's a lot of fucking strings It's full in of there. strings, man. <laughs> Heaps. How do you tune a piano? It's strings, right? You, yeah, it's yeah. not like a guitar tuner. 
you got to hire someone to come and do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, pain in the ass. Pretty cool instrument, the piano. Like, it's, I think it's fucking weird that we just ended up with basically two instruments for, for, all, of, for all of rock music. Well, guitar. Oh, gu- like, yep, drums. Yeah, and, but like guitar and piano, really. Like, that's it. Like, 99% of music is, is that. Like, there's so many other ways to make, you know, steel drum. Why don't, where are all the steel drum bands? What about punk? Punk has a lot of trumpets and things in it. Punk, punk played with the brass a bit. Trumpets, a bit of sax. Yeah, sax but have you ever heard a punk band without a guitar in it? So yeah, it's guitar, it's drums, so bass. No, you're right. It's just I think in a a couple of hundred years we'll look back at this like period from the f- whatever it is. There's a couple of hundred years. The there. last like, seventy years. Like, geez, yeah. we, we got kind of stuck on these these instruments. I think electronic music is taking us out of there. But it's still a piano. But electronic music is probably the future. You you know what I'm thinking, right? I'm disappointed that there's not. Like if electronic music, right, is just you take sounds and then you whack them into a keyboard and then you can hit them whatever you want, put them in. I think we need to be tapping into birds more. Like birds are the original musicians. They got crazy songs. They play crazy tempos beyond what we can kind of hear. And and like we need to be taking bird sounds and whacking them on a piano keys and then ripping out tunes with bird sounds. Like you imagine some kind of... But then, like repeated real fast, you know, like you use that that noise. That's the yeah. I mean, it's not not a, not a bad idea. Like you've got a sampler in your hand. You're talking into it right now. That's that's a sampler. Yeah. Go and go out there. Find me some bird sounds. Send them to me. I'll set you up a sample keyboard of bird sounds, and I'll rip out some tunes. You know, the, the guy I went to Thailand with. This guy that crashed a jet ski, he's also, he's a man of many surprises, but he's a bird watcher. So he brought a, 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 a book, Birds of Southeast Asia and binoculars. And we're sitting at our pool in the villa. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, what's that there Richard's in the tree? Pretty- yeah. And he's pulled out the knocks and like, I, I got into it. I like got in binoculars and then he's like, this book's thick. And he's like, found it. He's like, this is it. I'm like, how the fuck did you know that this was the page? He's like, well, he's a, yeah, he's a bird watcher. Rugby playing. Yeah. Jet it's ski clearly crashing. So it's a short beaked finch. So it falls into this category. And yeah. I, I once met traveling around Australia, a couple of bird notices. They were, um, they're quite big. Gave us a lift out to steep point actually in Western Australia. And we're cruising along and, uh, the old bird was like, oh, a Richard's Pippet. And they're like, yeah, it's a good Richard's Pippet. And I've oh. never forgotten forgotten that, that word. So uh, every yes. little finch that you don't know Richard's the name Pippet. of. So the, ah, Richard's Pippet. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's quite funny. But they are bird notices. It's not a bad little hobby, you know, amongst the plants. Call each thing by its name. and um, Well, there's plant you know, watches too. Birds included. I bu- I bu- yeah. My hand up. I one of them. I don't like to um, like specify what it is. I just like to point them out and, and count them. It's like there's yeah. there's one. Ah, there's another one. There's one. That's admirable though. At least you're noticing. You're yeah. out there. It's like I'm beginner level bird watcher. I just bird. I'm no- a 
I'm definitely a nerd for um, well, not a nerd because I don't really care for the names, but I quite like wildflower season, like Gay. abnormally, like wildflower. Where's that accent from? I'm a wildflower watcher. No, I, I just I like wildflower season in WA because it's actually fucking sick, and it's it literally turns on a dime. Like it was two weeks ago, Flozza was here. It was the beginning. There was a couple of wildflowers, and then now. The freeway's like full of wildflowers and you go out a little, did a little trip out to 2J, New yeah. Nausea and they're like, they're coming, man. The thing with being colorblind is though, I can't see the red ones, so I'm missing heaps of sick plants, but I can't see them on the ground. What color do the happen. red ones look like to you? No, I don't see them at all. It's like, I, d- I, just, I just see green and then it's like, so they don't stand out. They're not popping. They're not bright. Like if you see yellow so it's just like green, that's real bright. It's like green on green. In Photoshop, when you cut a bit out and it becomes transparent, that's what you see red yeah. as. <laughs> Just holes in the holes in the matrix. Yeah. 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 That's what I see. Now they're like um it's like camouflaged. Red camouflage is on green. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um that's basically it. Yeah, I don't mind the idea of bird watching. Um anything that sort of gets you out in nature. And like on a on a mission, like can you know like Ed, he's not very good at other things. He can't really surf. He tries and he can ski a bit. He can, you know, but it gets him out there looking for birds. And you know, you put a plan together. It's like we might see this bird here, but we'd have to get to this high point. Like you, you like to go and watch ducks and then like blah and du- oh yeah, <laughs> I get high to the highest point of the mountain. Yeah, Sh- shoot them. Yeah. Oh yeah. The duck shooting. Yeah, I used to enjoy a bit of duck shooting. I And I have a ticket that says I can identify game birds in Victoria. So <laughs> i got a license. That's a duck. It's just that a, duck. Bang. Well, it's funny because there's a couple of ducks that are protected in Victoria. The one, the, particularly the freckle duck. It's not very common, hence why it's protected and it kind of ruins, like they'll shut down a wetland if the freckle duck are on that wetland for the season because they've landed there, so they like, no one's shooting here. But then the freckle duck in WA where (laughs) amazingly duck shooting's illegal, uh, there's heaps of freckle duck down at Lake Munger and like I've never seen them in real life and I'm down at Lake Munger and I I can tell you what duck's what and there's these freckle duck on the lake which no one appreciates because no one understands, they don't know. Have well, you are, have you ever tasted a freckle duck? I've not tasted. I imagine very sweet, <laughs> like sweet, sweet nectar of the, the forbidden the, the fruit. Kill. Yeah, the forbidden fruit, much like that first apple. Yeah, in the Garden of Eden, something like that. I imagine. That being said, the forbidden meat whale I've eaten, and it was shit. So. Like, you, where the fuck did you eat whale? In the east. Japan. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> <laughs> of course. What, what was the dish? Was it at a restaurant or you just like down the beach and like, well, this is my day to day. <laughs> no, it was uh, at a restaurant. It was whale five ways. So it was like sashimi, uh, like deep, deep <laughs> fried. Yeah. So we tried, <laughs> we tried it every way and it was pretty shit every way. It was real oily and not that good. <laughs> I, think, I think it was in Tokyo It wasn't good So <laughs> Whale Five ways Neither of them are good <laughs> no, Neither of them What's, their, what's J- the Japanese obsession with whales then? If it sucks Oh 
they like a lot of food. I was talking to someone about this today. It's like Thailand has the best food because there's a spectrum of Asian food in every country of really good to really weird. And in Thailand, like yeah. 90% of the food is really good and 10% of it's weird. And Yeah. Why is it weird? What's the weird? Is well, it just... Well, like, you know, why? you know, chicken's feet. Like, not for everyone. Yeah, yeah. In Japan, no, the spectrum hits weird really early in the menu. It's right. like... They love to eat cartilage. They love to eat gizzards. They love to... It's just to eat just shit that you and I would be like, nah, I'm good, thanks. So They're Jap- just efficient. They're making use for it. They're like conservationists. Yeah, they've just developed a, a taste for for the for it. And, but, and they, like, they love fish. So why wouldn't you want to eat the biggest, like most awesome fish in the land? Like I, I can Fuck see... Because it, it's, a, cause it's I, a mammal, not a fish. <laughs> Whatever, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> like we, I would want to eat, we eat cows, they're pretty big, but yeah. Like, do you want to eat an elephant? Kind Fuck of. yeah, I do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it tastes like couch, <laughs> that leather. But like, if you think back in the day when there was abundance of whales, like, you know, go back 200 years ago. You hear stories of whales like just swimming in the Derwent River in Hobart. You wonder if it's true, but I think it is. And like you're getting all the the blubber for for your oil products, for your candles, for your for your Run the lamps, for your butter, for your lamp oil. There's a fuckload soap. of soap. Oil's sick, man. Yeah, yeah. plastics, polymers. But it's also coming stores. with like how how many tons of meat do you get off a whale? Like you got to eat it. Tons of it. Tons. Here's a question for you. Science question. Do crabs breathe air or do they breathe underwater? They breathe both. They've got crazy they've got Bullshit. Both. Really? Uh, they've got yeah, they do both. They've got um they've got gills, but their gills are made to um be able to take oxygen out of the air and water. So they're fucking better than fish. Not only do they have fucking claws, they're better than fish because they can do both. They're not just better than fish, they're better than everything. Like Yeah, you, they do both ways, man. Amphibians. Wow. You think octopus are cool. Can octopus breathe there? Because they sometimes... Fuck. You know you see these science things where the octopus escapes from the tank and goes to the other tank. Uh, is he just holding his breath while he's doing that? Fuck, that's a question. Yes. No, mate. No, they hold their breath. Sorry, octopus for confidence. There, hold their breath. <laughs> yeah, they suck at it. They can do a little bit, but they suck. I listen to. I've been listening to a few Rogan podcasts. I, I go on and off Rogan, but I got back in lately because he got some of some of his like bit more left field things, and he gets he, he got his, his UFO guy in there. <clears throat> Can't think of the guy's name, but the guy's a UFO expert. Not Bob Lazar, not the no, guy. No, but, but he was um, on He was on with Bob Lazar. The guy's a bit of a dickhead, to be honest. Um, yeah. But I like, I've been off Rogan since he got on Spotify, because I don't use Spotify for my potty app, so I just forget. Jeremy Corbell is a guy. He's, he loves UFOs and and swears by them. But he talks about them being transmedium, like these certain UFOs that the that the U, that the Navy have seen go it just like into the water and out of the water, yeah, like a crab, like a fucking octopus, yeah. like which is like for us is hard to believe, but it's like 
there's things on Earth that do it. Like aliens turn up as crabs. We're like, we just accept so much shit. I think like, oh yeah, that's a crustacean, hard shell, breathes air and water. No worries. Yeah. Sick claws. It's basically got guns up front. Yeah, and <laughs> probably own spaceships that can go between yeah. the air and water. Like, how the fuck would we know? Yeah. Like, if we've explored yeah. everywhere under the ocean to see if crabs and octopus own spaceships, no, nah. we haven't. The plastics are on a mission. <laughs> Heading down there, exploring more than you and I. If we weren't yeah, filling the ocean full of plastics, wild. crabs wouldn't be able to build all these UFOs that <laughs> that Jeremy Corbell. That's the end game. We are the end game. <laughs> we're we're sending them resources to get get out of here. I always thought like, um, obviously we've developed for for this gravity, like this um, strength of gravity. But if you lived on the moon you know, your skeleton would have developed differently because you don't need to be as dense. Your muscles don't need to be as strong. And it's like, if you lived on a fucking huge planet, then you would be massive. Like, you'd be strong as fuck and you'd come to Earth and they'd be like, whoa, how aliens are crazy, man. And they're like jumping, you know, 50 feet at a time. And it's like, but that would be us if we're on the moon. And we'd be like, yeah, us humans, we're so superior. And they're like jumping 50 feet at a time because we've got the muscles. So we'd be like, man, they're crazy. And they're like whispering between themselves like don't tell them that we can't do this at home like this is novel we're all kind of how strong are we on these little planets yeah yeah Yeah. or the other way around where they like turn up they're from some bullshit small planet and then they're like weak as fuck and they land like hi we're like oh and then they just crush themselves and like step out of the spaceship like when you take a a whale yeah whale out of water (laughs) yeah can't can't stand walks five feet and he's tired he's like I can't stand up it's like man you need to fucking get down to snap fitness you know 24-7 bro get in there punch some deadlifts out it would make for some like real staunch humans if we lived on a bigger planet like Grug sort of set up just like short wide stocky thick thick legs just dealing with a lot of gravity jumping doesn't exist like you don't there's no such thing as running you're just sliding like like maybe grasshoppers came from outer space and it's like that was just how they got around like they were just they had to jump you know to get around but they're like kangaroos on their planet jumping six feet at a time and then you know like or or three body lengths at a time and then they come to our planet and they're like man we should stay here watch this well i I think they they probably didn't even jump on their planet they walked around on all fours they got to earth and like how good's this boing <laughs> These guys are planting crops everywhere, man. Check this shit out. Just fucking teleport to the next universe. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Like the weight to power ratio of a grasshopper is fucking extraordinary. Yeah, too it's, much. It's off this planet. It's, there's no chance. Yeah. Like, how are we going to find ants' spaceship? Like, ants are tiny. Like, you barely notice them anywhere. They're everywhere, all over Earth. They're building these little ships underground and they're just like, you know. Zing, take off. Like, how do you know lightning is not just like ant spaceships just taking off, coming and going? Yeah. I've, I've thought about that the other way. It's like, well, what if, because there's some big ass planets out there. So what if aliens are just giant? So if they do come, they might not even notice us. They'll just go dark for a, for a day as they fly past. But yeah, the opposite. Like, this one's too small. <laughs> Stops, like leans over, drinks up the Atlantic Ocean. Like, all right, that's, we've just solved your fucking... Sea levels are rising problem We're out of here It's like thank you Thank you God Yeah Like we just assume Aliens are going to be About our size But What's the actual chances Of that Like even on earth Like we've had dinosaurs And we've got freaking Ants 
That's a big yeah. difference. But even we've got microscopic biology, which is like the the great majority of life is barely visible. Mm. Mm. It's mostly smaller. We just look at the the history, you know, of um of basically like large boned well, animals. Because you kind of need thumbs to build spaceships, I reckon. That's you reckon why I, you that, need thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good point. Yeah, but spiders got fucking like webs coming out of their ass, man. Like I think you're stuck true. in the, you know, you're stuck with the, the yeah. No, the you're right. Pedal, stand up, use the thumb, sit at a desk. You've part of the problem, man. You're part of the problem. Yeah, you got to think outside the box. You're right. So spiders could build spaceships out of their asses. Yeah. Crabs have got exactly. Crabs could build things. I think. You see what they can, they're capable of. Octopus could build things. Um, and like uh, those t- small micro things, they like duplicate themselves just out of nowhere. So like, yeah, there's probably spaceships all around us right now. Absolutely. Everybody wants out, but you and I. <laughs> Fuck, we've taken a tangent. Um, have you? So you, what other potties have you listened to? Because people have not been listening to one off the wood because we've been very sparse this year because we've been sort of I've been in a weird pattern you've been moving around a lot yeah. we've been around there's adventures on the horizon but I've been listening to a few different potties lately what talk are, to what me what you been listening to oh, I did mention that one before but the, the one that stood out to me was Ain't That Swell with a guy from the Couch Wizards uh, Ain't That Swell is a surfing pod but this is not a surfing story it's just this guy who was driving his van from Byron Bay to Margaret River to take on a a <laughs> uh, a job in the mines. Got pulled over in Broken Hill. Had some mushrooms, some psychedelic mushrooms on him. Ended up spending three months in prison. Like the guy, the guy is awesome. Like he sounds awesome, but he's he made some poor decisions <laughs> to to end up where he ended up. But it's it's really I got really inspired by him, and like he met met some guy in prison and started the band. Now they've got the band, The Couch Wizards. But also like the way they did the podcast, like he's telling a story and then they drop his songs in between. I was like, oh, that would be a cool podcast all the time. Talk to someone from a band, talk story, and then drop the tunes in as you go. But um, that's the yep. best thing I've listened to lately. That's pretty good. I've, I There is a musical podcast. Um, oh, I forget what it's called. But they, they kind of do stories behind the tunes as yeah. well. Um, the one I listen to is called Song Exploder, which they go sort of the story behind it and the sort of how they recorded it and wrote it as well. And there's some, I've mentioned it on here before, but the one oh, uh, with Nathaniel Ratliff's song is fucking awesome. I'd, po- yeah. I'd post it to our Facebook or something, but we don't have one. So just Google it. We don't have Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been listening to, I've been on the Huberman. Flozza got me onto the Huberman podcast. Mm. It's heavy science, but when you're into, when you want the science, like it's, I like that kind of science because I know Rogan often, they, they turn it, they make it bro science a little bit, you know, make it here and there. But well, he, he they really, make it a bit more for the people, even when there's a scientist. But Huberman, yeah. I, I, I tried to listen to a couple. We just drove up from Melbourne to Sydney and like I'm trying to find podcasts that Mel can enjoy as well. And like, I don't, 
Huberman's too scientific. Like this chick was talking about something that like she took 30 minutes to explain something that should have been explained in five minutes because she or was being so scientific the, about it. So explicit with the enzymes and, you know, that make up these decisions. They are, but I, if you're in the mood for that yeah, and you, you yeah. do have to listen, it's quite, quite good and it adds weight to the facts, I think. But yes. I've got around a few of them. He did an interesting one on sleep recently and the one on alcohol, just like, this is a, a heads up. Like, if you like drinking, don't don't listen to it. Like it's not informative. It's it is too informative. But the yeah. spoiler is that there's actually nothing good about alcohol. And like you know, sixty minutes every three months goes. Oh, new study finds that there's antioxidants in wine. It's like yeah, that's true. But there's also antioxidants in green tea that doesn't come with alcohol and all the fucking side effects. It's oh, like and if you want to blueberries. Get, or blueberries and everything else. So every positive that comes from alcohol, you can get it somewhere else that doesn't involve alcohol. And it's, yeah, basically a poison killing you. And it, this is like, what was good about it was it was aimed at um, people that drink seven to 14 standard drinks a week. That's whether like you do that in one day or you do it two drinks a day Yeah. for the whole week. This, you're all in the same category. So it was like quite relevant because it's not like, at alcoholics or it's not people who are like oh i don't want to try a wine yeah so yeah it pretty mind-blowing but also discouraging of drinking alcohol and, no, no yeah, surprise really no surprise some choices i actually saved that because my my wife she does counseling for people with alcohol so i sent that to her to listen to but like yeah it's, there's no surprise that it's not good for you I, it turns out it's not good for you. Ignorance uh, is bliss. That's what's fucking good for you. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Um, averaged out over the year, how many drinks do you reckon you have per week? Do you reckon you'd, you'd fall into the 7 to 14? It's got to be... I'd be 14, I reckon, because the thing with... You know, like you can sit on a session and drink 10 pints and that's... 20 drinks 20 pints. standard drinks and yeah. then like 10 pints and that's 20 so there's your week done and if you do that two weeks in a row there's your month done yeah. and it's like I think I'm probably in that category because you add a few in but then I don't you know like I'll I don't know I'd probably be around that like I'm average but yeah. being a bloke like I can drink more and I look at someone like Flozzo who gets drunk real easy so she'll get on a session and have four four glasses of wine and she's fucking ratchet yes you know and it's like she's capped whereas I can drink 14 glasses of wine so I'm probably doing a bit more damage and that's the bit that kind of concerned me maybe you need to be the easy drunk I haven't been drinking too many tins lately no. because of knee injury and whatever and I had a night actually where Tommy Little was over and we went and saw Tommy and caught up with him he's a fucking legend of a guy and I'm impressed with his show was sick and how he went and then I had a bunch of tins uh, like on the Jack Daniels cans and all sorts of shit and a wine and a scotch and a beer and he like called me as soon as he finished got off stage called me he's like come come say good day backstage at Crown so I went around the around the back with Mikey and said good day and then I was like at this time the bright lights I was like fuck I'm really pissed <laughs> like it's chatting to Tommy just is Tommy he was quite is he drinking because he's doing some crazy fitness stuff at the moment like he's yeah yeah he's on the beers for sure and gave us a bunch of his out of the fridge there and he was interested to chatting to Mikey because he'd been doing that swim tried to swim to France and it was all a big cock up 
and the chick that organised their swim that got all cocked up, Mikey knew through the whole marathon swimming thing and like... Oh, this is Mikey Hannish. No one was mates with it. Mikey Hannish, yeah. Marathon Did he get Hanish. to talk to Tom about that? Yeah, yeah. So that's when we went backstage with me and Mikey and they were chatting and it was quite interesting, obviously, about that and, you know, put her under the bus, but basically that chick's a bit of a twat. Yeah. And no one really likes her and she fucked it up for everybody and then tried to gaslight them and told them it was their problem, but it was her fuck up. What did she anyway, do? Like she get the tides wrong or something? Or? Uh, she forgot to tell France they were coming. Right. And, and so France were like, nah, you can't just turn up in a boat that you've renamed because that's not how international travel works, you fucking retards. Because <laughs> Tommy didn't, he wasn't even a swimmer. He's just trained up for that. Yeah. It was in a team of a few of them. Still. But anyway, so we had beers with Tommy and then like he had to, he did a stand up uh, uh, like um surprise sort of 10 minute spot at the Brisbane hotel. So we jumped in the in his car with him like you know a taste of royalty. Oh, Mr. Little, yeah, here's your car's waiting. Grab a few beers, turned up at the Brisbane, walked in the back door. He like walked out and gave us um grabbed a couple of beers out of their fridge, these bolters that were like oh no, shelters. The shelter beers and they're like six percent which i didn't know so he gave us a four pack of them he's doing a 10 minute spot and i drank the two of them in in the 10 minute spot that he did i ran into as i walked in we walked up the back and buddha from grin reapers is up there and he kind of recognized me and said g'day and he thought initially he thought like mikey it's a pretty big dude and i were like tommy's bodyguards yes oh these guys have got shelter cans (laughs) out of the green room like they've rolled in they're clearly tommy's bodyguards (laughs) Quite, yeah, he had a crush on skulls. But then he recognised me. We had some chat. And then, yeah, sat, hung out with him afterwards. But didn't get time. Like, man, he's... I'm so impressed because he's so crazy, like, his schedule from doing a couple of stand-up spots, managing, you know, everybody wants a piece of him. And he's like, yeah, he operates on high levels. And, like, fuck, it's not easy. No, it's impressive. It. No, I was, I was impressed, but I got real pissed. And then the next day I had the big, like... um the real hungover regrets that I hadn't had in probably a couple of months. And I was like, fuck this. Like, what am I doing? Like, I felt horrible. And yeah, it's a bit of a wake up call. So yeah, that's just the first time I've been real pissed since your wedding, I reckon. But I had COVID then, so <laughs> yeah. it's lucky I didn't die. Yes. Yeah, I, I just, I reckon I'd fall into the category, but I go weeks without it at all. But like in Thailand... Like we had a Bucks party one day and like I drank heap. I got seasick for a section of the day because we we're on a boat. So that actually slowed me down. But then Corin, guy from WA who's over there, who's a doctor, had these seasick tablets. He's like, yeah, they've got something in them and, and a bit of a stimulant as well. So I, t- I took, to, <laughs> took two of them and I was like, half an hour later, I was like, it just all of a sudden I was back on. I was like, I feel on great. On Danzatron? <laughs> Is it on da- on Danzatron? On Don on Dan's? I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't know what it was, but I was back. In, That's what it was. I was back in a big way. It's like thanks, Doctor <laughs> Corrin. <laughs> we yeah, they're the business. But yeah, I was I was hung over that next day. But, so um, you're in the the same category. I think so, me. but I think it would be like, you know, like I what was it last year? I went three months no beers. I don't drink through the week, but then occasionally I'll drink 400 over a week. Says the man with a bottle of port in his hand on a Tuesday. <laughs> well, I haven't, but I haven't had a drink f- since for, so second half of Thailand, I didn't have a single drop of booze. Granted, I got a bit crook, 
So I haven't actually had a drink for a week and a half. So I'm still below the average. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Um, another quick podcast I've been listening to, a brand new one called The Dust Up, and it's um, a couple of surfboard shapers talking just surfboard shaping stuff, interviewing shapers, but going hell deep. And like, if you think you know about surfboards and you think you know about like rocker and the way the outline of a board fits in and does this and what it does blah 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 then you turns out you actually know nothing um but it's quite good i've enjoyed it i like this the science of it getting real deep um into it so yeah it's quite quite cool one how dust up they've done four episodes i think yeah yeah i saw you share it into a group chat surfing group chat Uh, i should have a listen to it how much do you think surfing design like um like how much does your ability like negate the design because you can refine stuff and technically it works like this and it works like that but like ability's got to play a fair like how like if you get to let's say our level of surfing where we can turn a surfboard you know you can stand up every time and you can pretty much turn it where you want to go but you're not a great surfer or i'm talking about myself here does it matter or is am i going to tap out at some design element you know yeah i think yeah i think that people the general consensus is like we all get excited by the pro models and what people are doing and how trends are changing and they are performance boards but i think the biggest mistake that people get obviously it's like you and i driving an f1 car we're probably going to be better off driving a v8 supercar around the track because it's more what we're used to yeah know and our abilities and what we know you get in an F1 car and you'd be a complete retard and know what, not know what you're doing. But the the thing with like, say, Pizel Ghost, right? This thing is shaped for high-end performance and everybody goes and gets one. But the actual pro model is not what you're buying off the rack. They're like two liters less sort of thing. So they're high-end performance, but also they're made for high-performance waves, which is what we're... <laughs> you and I traditionally have an equiver of a couple of boards and we're surfing a Pizel Ghost in two or three foot surf that's mushy and thinking, fuck, this thing's a wizard. It should make me go sick, but it doesn't. You're driving an F1 car on a rally track. Like it doesn't, yeah. it's made to surf fast in the pocket, not out on the shoulder, not doing that. So it's like you can have a better board to surf out on the shoulder where you and I might be more surfing. Where we're sp- spending our time, yeah. Getting inverted in a lip and then you know off the bottom having the foam touch you or, or riding the foam ball in a, in a barrel sort of thing like where we're spending our time on the wave is not where that board is shaped for yeah. and I think that's the biggest mistake yeah. so it's like whilst you don't want to admit that you probably should be on a mid-length you probably should be on a mid-length I, I think fuck the mid-length idea because there's just yeah. a whole bunch of problems come with that trying to get it in your car trying where you're going to put it <laughs> But, Which fins to surf? The two by one plus one yeah. plus Bonza with the singly or the twin fin with a with a thumb nub or something. Yeah, but, but a, a board with, with with curves designed for parts of the wave that you're rarely going to find yourself a part of. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like, even it's, if you're getting barreled, you're not back in the barrel riding foam balls. You're like, yeah. Holding on, pointing it straight and hoping. Close your eyes most of the time. Stab, Stab Magazine did a thing. Apparently, on average, the people that responded to this buy three boards a year. 
It's like I'm, yep. I'm lucky to buy one board a year. I need to up my game. Up. Man, you need your turnover. It's like the goal in life is not to own all of the toys. The goal in life is to play with all of the toys. So buy more toys and turn them over. Turn them Move over. them on. Let other people play with them. I think that's the key that you need to take into it. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've still got a brand new surfboard unwaxed here from pre-knee injury. Yeah. And one that you've surfed more than me. Wow, I caught, I think, two waves on it before I went out. <laughs> had a meltdown on a jet ski. We're almost on par. Um, um, I've got a problem. My phone battery's going to die. Well, let's wind it up because we've got future froths coming. We can't talk about the future froths because they never happen when we talk about them. Well, we will talk offline about the one, the first future froth because the more I think yep, about that, the more I think we should make it happen. Yep. Um, that's a... But what we need to talk about... Is a song to finish the podcast. Now I wrote down a couple here, but you've written down one, and I picked most of the songs. So should we go with what you've selected? Uh, well, we can. All right, I'm into it. This is two in a row because I picked Doctor Worm as well. So, um, song actually is a double. It's a bit of a froth for me. I was just out on Netflix. Now is. Uh, documentary called Gurumul, um, which is um, Indigenous Australian. He was part of um, Yothu Yindi, I think, I'm, um, as well. Jeffrey I'm, I'm seeing Gir- Yothu Yindi in December. Really? Not with Gurumul in it? Cause no, because he's, he's dead, but, but the rest of them. Meredith Music Festival. I've got a ticket. Yothu Yindi, you're playing. Fuck yeah. You should come. Yeah, sick. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. Um, does sound good. So, Jeffrey Gurumul Yurupingu. Yep. Gurumul. Um, yeah, the doco is actually amazing. And I don't know what it was, but I sat through this doco and like smiled the whole way through it. But it, actually, and the other doco that's on there is I Am Gulpalu, which is like if you've seen Storm Boy or something, indigenous Aussie actor, the tracker and things. It's quite good. But um, yeah, Gurumul, I just sat through and smiled the whole time. Like the, I was in the right mindset for it and the, the music was talking to me and it's like real um not what you would expect the voice from this guy who's a blind you know to go full circle i'm a big fan of the blind i don't know if i mentioned that on this episode yet love the blinds uh, yeah not the kids but you know all kids grow into adults and this guy had some mad skills but uh yeah born blind well he picked he picked something suitable music yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not a rugby star. Like his senses, obviously, are you know heightened because he's lacking one. But no, it's fucking incredible, Doco, and the music's sick, and it's like um, good little chill out or you know post yoga if you're doing your shavasanas or whatever it might be. Just a bit of a listen, and yeah, it's good. It's mellow. It's on I've been really Netflix. enjoying it. It's on Netflix now. Um, all his music's on Spotify as well. Which um, which which song do you want to hear? Um, that one that I put on there. I don't know how to pronounce it. Do you have a crack at it? Weirful. Weirful. Something like that. Yeah, it's good. It's a slow starter, but you know, set your mind to it. You might enjoy it. And do watch the doco and watch I Am Gulpalul. That's a bit weirder, um, but I like it because I grew up loving the movie Storm Boy. Fair enough. Which is classic. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's the song. That's what we're going to play. 
All left right. field. Good stuff. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for the feedback on the last podcast. A lot of positive stuff there. We appreciate that. Um, we've actually got – we'll be able to put another podcast out from a few weeks ago that um, should come out in a couple of weeks. And we've there's a heap of stuff that we didn't talk about today that we could have talked about. So let's try and do it again soon. We'll try and do it again. I'm seeing you in Tassie in a couple of weeks anyway. We've got <sighs> AFL footy finals. That's Go back and listen to – the 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 um, me frothing last year. Get your research on because I made a big call halfway through that, and I'll make it again. It fucking smells like a dynasty for the D's. It smelled a lot like a dynasty, and this was before they won the flag. And uh, you know, maybe where maybe where I'll are win. we at? Are we prelims? Are we sent? Well, what's we're round one of the finals. Melbourne lost the first round, but we've got a second chance. We play Brisbane on Friday night at the G, and I am. Uh, gonna be there flying into Melbourne for the length of the footy finals and I will see oh. you in Tassie wait, after wait, wait 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 what the, what dates are you in Melbourne from Friday I'm there yeah for the Ooh. finals for the prelim right on prelim. semis I will see you down there at some point ah oh, well there you go There's, we'll put another podcast in the bad get some core lords on do one down in the 3228 with the with the big fella all right. With the Gill Lord. Good shit. Who wrote? Who wrote?
Mm-hmm.